Well, welcome back to Wake and Agile, everyone. We've got a great session lined up for you about doing the right thing, being able to check if you're doing the right thing and able to pivot onto the actual right thing if you're not doing the right thing. So we have a person from the, uh, Tom who's emailed us. Uh, so we're going to read his email about his example and Adam is going to comment on it. Buckle up, everyone. Here we go. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? I'm you hit good. The button, eh? and I was in the middle of talking. So yeah, good. I've got well to have it doing that. I've got to have it doing that. Um, I'm good, mate. I I finally have internet working in my new house, so I'm wrapped. Excellent. You've yeah. joined the 21st century. I know, and um, and we have power outages here and there, like in in the town of Greendale, which is where I am. Green uh, Greendale. Greendale. Okay. Yeah, like good. off the community show. So the show community has the college green dot. Anyway, um, and my neighbors have this Tesla solar battery. So we have solar panels, yeah. but they have this solar battery yeah. and it covers the blackouts. So when they when we have blackouts, yes. the power kicks yeah. in for them. Right, yes. Uh, whereas with me, it only blacks out for a second, but it yeah. resets my internet. So the internet takes five minutes to boot up again. Oh, okay. The NBN. So I looked into Tesla batteries. I haven't told you I'm going to talk about this story. I'm just talking about it. Just talk, go. It's, I, I, I'm fascinated because I, I would, uh, I, I, I would eventually like to have uh, solar power and a battery and be self-sufficient myself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the, the solar is amazing. Um, it's really, it's, it's, you know, it's relatively affordable, and there we've got 20 panels, and um, and I think we, you know, we probably it probably makes up when when it's a hot day or a sunny day. It, it it's very worth it for us. And I think, yep. you know, if we were to buy them new, it came with the house. If we were to buy them new, we'd pay them off in a couple of years. Mm. So mm. pretty, pretty great. Yeah. The, ba- the battery costs $15,000, okay. which would take, and it saves you, I looked this up, it saves you 900 bucks a year. So it'll take you 16 years. To pay it off. To pay off. Mm-hmm. And the benefit of that is, I mean, blackouts, or something like that. But what what happens is it does it's not as worth it as solar panels because you're selling energy back to the grid. Whereas with the battery, you're actually storing the energy for yourself. So you're not mm. you're not actually selling extra you're, and making more money. You're being selfish. Well, yeah, yeah. But no, I I, I do think it's great, but it's just too expensive. It's way too yeah. expensive. Yeah, surely the surely they can't stay at that at that price. I think the the more people that buy it, the less yeah. expensive. Yeah, it'll be. it'll be like TVs, you know. Big, yeah. Large TVs were thousands and thousands of dollars. Now you can get them for a few hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. And then, you know, everyone will wake up and say, you know, we've actually got to try and save this planet, not mm. not just pollute it and, and and destroy it, which is probably too late anyway. And we're all going to die. So. We're dead. Should we, uh, should we lighten up? Should we <laughs> talk <laughs> about something great. else? <laughs> Sounds enlightening. Um, so what, what are we going to talk about today, Adam? I thought we would talk about are you working on the right stuff? Mm. So is that because is... we got the email? Yeah. Yes, we got yes. a mailbag question, and it's kind of coming up to the end of the first quarter, calendar quarter. And it's probably a good time for people to check in and go, you know, do a bit of roadmap 
work and forward planning and think, you know, are we, we're a quarter into 2022. Are we actually working on, on the right stuff? Mm. And, well, why don't and, I and do that? And we got a question about that. So, yeah, yeah, I'll pull wanna, it up. Do you want to wanna pull it up? Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, here, cool. Um, hi, guys. Tom here from Birmingham. Um, love your show. Listen to it every now and then. Enjoying the Australian accents. Um, so there you go. Uh, agile coach in a relatively big organization. And our focus is to influence change at an organizational level. Um, we are looking at making multiple different kinds of uh, improvements and changes. Our first step was to go to the uh, department heads uh, and, and seek their advice on what they think should be prioritized and what they should think should be um, changed first or is most important. Um, after taking that in and pursuing those changes, we found that the teams and you know, middle management weren't really reciprocating uh, with these changes. And we found that other things were popping up that seemed to be more important. Uh, what would be your advice to manage that? Thanks. Mm. Mm, mm. Good question. So just to read, uh, kind of read it back and read between the lines, uh, obviously we can't have a, a full conversation because it's an email question. So it sounds like uh, the group are responsible for, let, let's assume that they're responsible for agility and agile change across, well, not so much change, but, but driving agile behaviors and practices across across the business and they went to sounds like the senior leadership group and uh maybe presented to them you know here's a list of things we've observed and we we think we can work on these things what would be your priority for us to work on for you Mm. um and they got a priority and they went they went to they went to town and they went to went to work on that uh but it sounds like there might be a, a lack of engagement from the layers below the senior management or maybe whatever they're working on hasn't, hasn't been hitting the mark and they feel it's time to uh, perhaps pivot or just uh, uh, check in on whether that was the actual right stuff to be doing or not. Does that sound like that's the example or that that's yeah, the it, it question? Yeah, sounds- it sounds like, um, you know, like when you think you know something or when you think you know what the right thing is and then you realise you, you might not. Like mm-hmm. it sounds like, I get, I get it, it's hard for upper management uh, or department heads to to know, to have their finger on the pulse with in terms of teams and in terms of what is the right thing to work on. Mm-hmm. And they might they might see, I don't, I don't know what the specific example Tom was talking about, but they might see... Um, you know, oh, we need this, this thing screaming at us. We need this changed. But maybe they don't know the things that made up that thing. So maybe there is a root cause analysis there that you need to look back and go, why Why is this thing screaming at us instead of us changing that one thing in, in our face? Is is there something deeper? Does, does it go down to a team level, a pers- an individual level? Mm. That's mm. my thoughts. Mm. I've seen similar examples to the one that Tom uh, described where you go to or or the group uh, goes to the senior leaders and and says, yep, here's here's some things we we think we can work on, whether it's based on strategy or observation or just talking to to leaders. And then, you know, you get into the work and uh, for whatever reason, there's 
there might be lack of interest or there might be, you know, you, you go to do a, uh, a training uh, exercise and there's lack of sign-up. I guess the question is what, what do we do? What can we do to, to right the ship or to, be, mm. to feel like we're working on the right stuff and get that, get that engagement uh, going again, energised again? Mm. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay. So I guess the, the, first, the first stage or the first step you would do is is start talking to people. So start talking to product owners, start talking to scrum masters, start talking to um, those maybe there might be middle middle layer managers that report into that senior group that you you spoke to. For whatever reason, sometimes the senior group's perception of what what is needed is not the same as what is needed from the boots on the ground. Mm. Yes, uh, I guess to flow on from that example of the the, the training. You know, if, if you're having lack of interest, uh, perhaps the perception at the top wasn't as as clear as as what it is below. Maybe they maybe they want a different type of training. They don't want to be told, you know, what agile is again because they know it already. So yeah, I would speak to product owners, scrum masters, and get their observations. You know, what is it that they need? What is it that they feel would benefit them? And maybe it's a delivery thing. Maybe it is an agile thing. Uh, but put together a list of those observations and then uh, take that back to the middle and senior managers. Present it to them, but then present your uh, suggestion for what would uh, move the dial or move the needle and what you feel would be help to improve the group. Sit down with your your Agile team. Um, I'm assuming that's probably the group of Scrum Masters, if not product owners as well. And do a um, do a backlog refinement exercise. Or do a roadmap exercise. Uh, and look, present to them. Here's all of the things that we could be working on. We obviously only have capacity to do a small amount of that. We can't do everything. So, what would be the things that we should do? And and have a prioritization exercise on on that, and have it listed from top to bottom. Um, maybe even have a, a, a planning session where you you present all of those ideas uh, or all of those things that you could be working on, and have people self form teams on on what they want to work on. Hmm. Why is that a good thing? It's because that breeds engagement. Like if, if people self-select onto a group that's working on an improvement item, uh, then they'll be more engaged. It's, it's not as if you as the leader are saying, here's the things we're working on and you now have to go and work on it. Um, that's, that's not engaging. That's not self-starting. <laughs> Rather find a way for the group to self-select and, uh, and pick the things that they feel would help to not only grow the area, grow the group, uh, but also grow themselves. How do you tell the upper management or the department heads or whoever that the thing that they wanted to change, you've realised that it's the wrong thing? How do you tell them that? With data. So data is a good thing. So past history, I would, you know, the, the thing that we were going to be working on, um, you know, let, let's take the training example because that's a, that's a good yeah. example. Yeah. So we, we rolled out uh, Agile training 
and of your group of, you know, hundreds of people in this department, um, 10% of them signed up for the training. Now, when we spoke about this in, in um, back, you know, three months ago, only 10% of people had been trained. So we felt at the time that it would be a, a good thing to train the remaining 90% or however many of them had capacity to come to do some training on Agile. <laughs> but only another 10% signed up. Uh, we delivered that to the 10% and we got feedback to say, this is great training or we got four out of fives for, for NPS scores or, or whatever. So here's the data to say, you know, the training was well received, but only 10% of the group signed up to do it. Mm. So what is that telling us? That's telling us that, well, perhaps they don't desire that particular type of training. In the meantime, while we've been delivering that, we've been talking to, uh, you know, the, the, the middle layer and the, the people out there to say, well, what would you like us to deliver from a training perspective? And they've given us different, different feedback. So not so much, you know, the agile practices of principles because they, they can go and read that in a book, but they actually want to know this other thing that, uh, that we, could, we could design and deliver for you. Uh, how about we do that next? So I, I would use the, the data mm. to tell a story around the conversations that you've been having around the, the next piece of work. How do we know we're on the right thing? Like how often should we check that we're doing the right thing? That's probably the question I'm after. How often should we check? I well, it, it, it <laughs> it's going to be this answer of it depends. I think at a bare minimum, you need to just check in every every quarter. Yeah, you should also check in every sprint at your showcase. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. it's such showcase at your sprint review. Uh, and yeah, so you should be actually asking in your sprint review. And presenting to your stakeholders who attend your sprint review, the next piece of work that we're working on in the next sprint is is this is that the right stuff? So it should happen every. You should be able to pivot every sprint hmm. if you need to. Yeah, because let's let's have a look at that. So in in your sprint review, you present the work uh, you've done today. You do a demo or you, you you do your presentation. You get some feedback. You know, is are we heading in the right direction? And then you say okay, the next piece of work we're working on is, is this feature or this button or whatever it is and ask the stakeholders, you know, that, that's where we're going next because customers use data. Customers have said they would like this feature. Mm. Uh, here's the results of surveys and whatever. Uh, but the stakeholders may turn around and say, hey, no, 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 we need you to work on uh, the Android app and get Android out into the market. Uh, and so is that okay? Whoa. We didn't have that in the plan. Maybe you would challenge them again to find, yeah. you know, what what is the data that tells us that that's what customers actually do want, um, and uh, and work on that. And uh, if it means you have to do your sprint plan again, then you do your sprint plan again. Hmm. That's that's the next thing that was coming to me. Sorry for the questions. When when you've like. It can be like a maybe a daunting thing or a, or a quite official thing, getting you know meetings with this with the department heads and you're agreeing on a priority and then you're getting through it and they're expecting 
you know, return on investment or result or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and you're getting through it and you realize mm, it's not working. It's, I think this is the wrong thing. Uh, maybe you've got your data to show that it's the wrong thing. Uh, maybe these people don't come to show uh, sprint review regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you do there? Do you, do you stop what you're working on until, do you stop what you're working on, right? Because you think it's a waste of time anyway. And you've booked your meeting with your, your department heads and maybe that's two weeks away. And so you, you're not doing anything for two weeks. And in that time, the department heads are kind of looking at your work and going, why aren't they doing anything? Like, is there an apprehensiveness there or an apprehension? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. See where so, I'm going? Yeah, I can see where you're going. And I yeah. think I've got an answer for you. So cool. uh, with, a, with a product owner hat on, or even Scrum, Scrum Master can do this too just do it as a as a team and i'm i'm thinking i'm thinking about the team here so mm-hmm. you may get the feeling that you may not be working on so, on the right stuff yeah so i would again take it to the team and say hey team um i get the feeling we think that this is probably not the right thing to be working on uh but here's what i'm going to do i'm going to go and talk to our stakeholders i'm going to talk to other people across the division, I'm going to go and talk to customers and I'm going to uh, actually figure out if this is the right, or actually figure out, take it to them and see, you know, what is it that we we should be working on. I'm going to bring all that data back and we're going to work on it as a team to then present that back in our next sprint review or at the next opportunity we can to our senior leaders yeah. uh, to say, hey, um, here's what we, what we believe based on what people are telling us and conversations we've had around what we should work on next. By doing that with the team, it then covers off that uh, scenario where you've got a disengaged team because they all think they're working on something that's not valuable, hmm. perhaps. It's like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll keep working in the meantime because we know that we're getting more data around okay. are we actually working on the right thing? Yeah. 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 Go and get the data, <laughs> talking to people, talking to customers, talking to stakeholders, and then bring that back to the team and then have a mini, whatever you call it, roadmap session, planning session. Yeah. You know, if we were to do these things, you know, kind of high level, how would we do it? How would we complete it? Um, and then, yeah, present it back to your stakeholder group to say, we believe we need to pivot. We're not working on the right thing. And here's what we believe we should be working on. Hmm. And we want your endorsement to do that. I think everyone knows by now, you don't just go and say, look, we're not working on the right thing. What do you want us to work on? Because senior leaders now will say, what do you think? Well, yeah, I don't think you should ever come to someone with a question without an answer in mind or an intention. Yeah. 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 I think I think leadership has, has uh, morphed enough to be, well, what do you think? What do you think is the right thing we should be doing? Yeah. There's enough autonomy out there now. Hmm. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Feedback regularly, course correct, or well, we'll review it regularly to make sure that you're working on the right thing. Get the data uh, and then speak to this to whoever, customer, stakeholder, whatever, and, and make it clear what you might need to pivot onto instead of just pivot. You might. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah show don't, some, don't show don't, some things uh, that you want don't to change. Don't change midstream without telling anyone. Yeah. Cool. Good luck, Tom. Yes. Yeah, let us know how you get on. Uh, and we hope that helped other people as well. Cool. All right. Shall we finish it there? Hopefully that was helpful. Please let us know. 
join the discord yes join the discord uh you're going to put the link in the show notes aren't you i will again good good and 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 have a good week everyone we'll catch you next time bye for now Thanks for listening today. We hope you enjoyed that and got something out of it. Uh, If you did, please let us know by uh, coming onto our social medias at LinkedIn, uh, Awaken Agile, or our own personal ones, Jordan Bailey, Adam Murray. Give us a a like and a follow and a hashtag and whatever else the kiddies do nowadays. And join the Discord. We'll put the link in the show notes and we can converse and chat and do lots of things on that as well. Uh, Until next time, have a great week. Be helpful. Are you going to do the thing? I am. (laughs) I'm just uh, thinking. I'm thinking. Hey, I've just written a song about a tortilla. Well, it's more of a rap, really. Ah, yes. Yes, I like it. (laughs) That's the crap joke. That's a good one. What did the fish say when it swam into a wall? Damn. Ah, it's a good one too. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll use it and stand up today. Yeah, yeah. So you should. I might use it too, actually.